Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. jumped right in there this morning. Nobody had to prime you. You was ready to come into the presence of God today. And I'm going to tell you, I'm so happy to be here with you today. And uh, I want to thank Mick and Talena for having us, the first lady of the house here. Mick's not here, but I'll thank him later. But I'll tell you what, it's always good to be with the people here at Madison Church. I'll tell you what, I love you all. Don't know all of you, but I know I love you all. And, uh, I am just uh, pleased to see how you worship, and I hear that God has just been doing great things over here. And you know what? It seems like that God is bringing the power of God back into the churches. But see, amen, that's all right. Go ahead and praise him. That's right. You know, but but you know what? And the church needs to do exactly the way the Bible says for us to bring the power back. It's going to be by prayer and fasting. If we want to see great things happen, and if America ever needs the power of God, we need it now. We need it now. America, call out on God. We always say, God bless America. But hey, America, bless God. Bless God. Let us, I'm going to bless him today. I'm going to lift my hands and thank him for all that he's done and all that he's going to do. Hallelujah. I'm you know, I, I believe there are going to be a, a, a multitude of people saved right here in this house in the coming weeks and months. Multitude. Hallelujah. I mean, because you folks are primed. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to read the scripture. But I'm so happy to be here. And if I go to naming names, all the people I'm so glad to see, I'll miss somebody. I don't want to do that. But I just want to say I'm glad to see all of you today. Turn them with me in your Bibles today. I want to preach on the message, bringing back the power bringing back the power and it's not just for the church but it's for America okay uh, and America needs the power 2nd Samuel chapter 6 starting with verse 1 again David gathered together all the chosen men of Israel 30,000 everybody say 30,000 and David arose And there were with him from Baal, Judah, to bring up from thence the ark of God, whose name is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, hallelujah, that dwells between the cherubims. And they set the ark of God upon a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, and that was in Jebeah. And Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, drove the new cart and they brought it out of the house of Abinadab which was at Shibiah accompanying the ark of God and Ahio went before the ark and David on all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments made of fir wood 
even on harps, on psalteries, timbrels, cornets, and cymbals. And when they came to Nacon's threshing floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen shook it. I want to preach to us today on bringing back the power of God. Let's pray. Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus right now, Lord, I need your help today. I cannot do this on my own. But God, I, I pray that you will help me to preach your word and to convey it to the people, Lord, the way that I have received it from you. And God, I know today that you've got a mighty thing that you want to do in the houses of God all across this land. And God, we just want to bless your name today, bless the people of God, and we're going to give you all the glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated if you like. Praise the Lord. And then there was light. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. We see here where David is king now. And for many years, the ark was in possession of the Philistines. And Saul, who was the first king of Israel, never once tried to bring back the ark back into the possession of the Hebrews. Not one time. Saul was more concerned about making himself look good. He was a prideful man, and he was not chosen of God. The people chose him, and God did not want them to have a king. God wanted to be their king. And if I were Saul, I would have been very afraid to become king after God. I mean, who can take God's place? I mean, nobody can take God's place. But he never once tried to bring back the power of God, the Ark of the Covenant. Everywhere that the, the, the Israelites had the, the, the Ark of the Covenant, it was victory after victory after victory. And I want you to know today that as long as you got the power of God in your life, you're going to see victory after victory after victory. Amen. But we have got to bring the power of God the way God wants it. We cannot set the power of God on a new set of wheels. You're not just going to roll the power in here and then on Sunday morning and then roll it back out and then come back next Sunday morning and no prayer in between. There's got to be some times of prayer and fasting and just being before the Lord with praise and honor just by yourself, in your closet, in your bedroom, wherever. But that's what brings the power back. Back, God said, you will not put that on a, a new cart. See, God said it was to be carried. you got to carry the power of God. And you today, you're carrying the power of God with you. Wherever you go, you carry the power of God. But the sad thing is, America is not carrying the power of God. They are ignoring God. And we need to usher in. It's up to the church, you and me and all the other churches around, to, to usher back in the power of God like it used to be. Back many years ago when, when, when people were a whole lot more, uh, I guess they were poor. And uh, they didn't have a lot, but they had God. Come on now. They had God in their life. 
And, and uh, you know, there, there was a, no programs to give you money and all that kind of stuff back then. You, listen, a lot of people that just depended on God. And I'll tell you right now, we need to depend more on God than we do our government. God never meant for our government to keep us. God said in his word, if a man don't work, he don't eat. So I think we need to get back to work in America. I mean, I'm not being political, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying uh, the Bible says if a man don't work, he don't eat. You know, and if you're not able to work, the, the, you know, the way it worked back in that day, they took care of the people who wasn't able to work. But we want to talk about bringing the power of God back into the church. We need a shaking. We need an Acts chapter 16, as the brother talked about a while ago. Things will begin to shake a little bit when we, when we do things the way God said for us to do it. You can't do it your way. You can't. All these programs, and they got, you know, got flashing lights and smoke coming up out of the altars and all these guys. Listen, God don't need no things like that. God, he can bring the smoke on his own. And God is the light. So we don't need the flashing lights. Oh, thank you. See, when we, we, when we don't want to pay the price in prayer and fasting, that's what men do. That's what Saul did. Saul tried all kinds of things. He even went before Samuel and, and made a sacrifice. He wasn't, a, he wasn't supposed to do that because he was only a king. He wasn't a priest or a prophet. He was the king. So he refused to wait on Samuel. And sometimes we refuse to wait on God to, and we want to jump ahead of God. And we, and we set this cart. You know, we got, we got the Ark of the Covenant here. And we set it on a new set of wheels and try to roll it in. The ark was not supposed to be even touched. So when they tried to take it in to Jerusalem, the ark and the the wagon that they put on the cart, it shook a little bit. And Uzzah put his hand on it and God killed him. Why did God kill him? Because there was disobedience. They were trying to bring God back their way. Yeah, they're, they're trying to bring it back their way. And, and God has a way that, that you and I many times may not understand, but I'm here to tell you, you we're either going to do it God's way or it ain't going to work. You, you, listen, you might draw a crowd uh, bringing in, you know, uh, uh, some big preacher or something, but I'm going to tell you something. God wants us to have church Every time we come into his house, he wants the power to be here in this house every time that we show up. Not just once in a while. God don't want a visitation with you. He wants a habitation with you. Jesus said, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ask what you will. Listen, let me tell you, let him live in you. Don't just try to do it on Sunday. It won't work. Some people get up on Sunday morning, dust their Bible off, and come on to church. We expect God to do great things for us when we hadn't paid the price. There's a price to pay for seeing the power of God. Let me tell you, and I wasn't going to bring this out, but this brother right here, when he's talking about Acts chapter 6, there's a shaking going on. You know, and I think in the earlier chapter of Acts, uh, chapter 4 or chapter 6, there was another shaking. And, and, and what we need to do, what was going on when they, we, people were, were uh, 
having this shaking going on. They were praising God. They were giving God glory. Even in the midst of Paul and Silas. <laughs> I don't know if I could have done that or not. I mean, I'm in change and I'm bleeding. I don't say, God, what you do this to me? That's what most of us would do. But Paul was so sure of God. He was so sure that God was going to show up. I, I, I'm going to tell you, when you got all them wounds on you and you're in shackles and chains and you're in a dark place, let me tell you something. You ain't got no other choice but to call on God. And he called on God and the place began to shake. And God wants to shake us now. He wants to shake us this morning. He wants this place. I'm going to just put it in simple terms. He wants this place to go wild. I, yeah, I, I'm not a man, man of great education and, and big words because I wouldn't be able to understand them even if I could say them. But then we see how that David, he, he, he got mad at God in this scripture. He was, he was, the Bible says he was angry with God. But then God dealt with him. So he goes to God. And God told him, he said, you can't bring that, the, the, the Ark of the Covenant in there. You've you got to carry it. It's in the law. It's in the law. I will tell you, this is going to get good in a minute, y'all. I mean, it's already been good, but I tell you what, it's going to get real good here in a minute. It was, it, it was in the law that they could not carry it any other way. They had these here big long posts that they slide through those loops on the, on the side and they carried it. Now look what happened next. Now you can look at this after I didn't read all the scripture, but they went six steps. One, two, three, four, five, six. And they stopped and they sacrificed a calf and a, and a, a yearling. And they done that. I don't know how many, how many miles it was away, but if it's only a mile, if you take six steps, make a sacrifice, and then take six more and make another sacrifice, see, that's paying the price. See, that's what that is. That's paying the price to making the sacrifice. So David, he, he got uh, in touch with God, and he, he began to realize that God is worthy of all praise and all sacrifice. I mean, David knew it all the time, but he was so excited about bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to to Jerusalem, he just wanted to hurry and bring it in there. And sometimes we get in too big of a hurry to pray, and we're trying to bring the power back not only to the church but to our lives. You can't get in no hurry. The Bible says, wait upon the Lord. I say again, wait upon the Lord is what the Word tells us. But when they got... This is a good part here. When they got the Ark of the Covenant finally there, but I'm going to leave out part of it, where uh, the the house of Naboth, uh, I think it was Naboth, uh, what is his last name? He's got a last name here somewhere. But it was there for three months. And the Bible says his whole house was blessed because the Ark of the Covenant. Let me tell you, when God's presence is in your place, I'm here to tell you right now, you, they, you can't be blessed anymore above that. 
But they paid the price, and when they finally got the, the Ark of the Covenant back into the city of David, it says, and they brought in the Ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle, and David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings. They're still making burnt offerings. And peace offerings before the Lord. And as soon as David had made an end of the burnt offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. You see, whenever the power and presence of God is in the community, all the people, even those who do not serve the Lord, all the people are blessed. Everybody. The whole community. And when we, we, when we decide that we want more God and less of the world, we gotta, we gotta make up our mind. What, what do you want? What, what, is, what is it worth to us to see our grandchildren saved? To see all, all the people that we love saved? You know, Jesus said, pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest would send forth more laborers. And when people get saved, that's more laborers coming into the harvest because the power of God is here and people are blessed because of the presence of God. The Bible tells us here, <laughs> I love this, that David, now I'm going to tell you, as a lot of people says that David danced naked before the Lord. No, he never. No, he never. The Bible says he took off his kingly robes. And under those kingly robes, you see, before he was a king, he was a servant. And before we can get anywhere with in the kingdom of God, we're going to be a servant, first of all. David was a servant. And he took a, he didn't want to be in the presence of God and proclaim to be the king. He wanted God to be the king. And we need to want God to be the king in our lives. Do you want God to be the king in your life? Hallelujah. One of our founding fathers, I can't remember if it was Benjamin Franklin. Uh, one of, you, know what the, you know what he said? We have no king but Jesus. Come on now. Hallelujah. This nation started with the power of God and the presence and the protection, the providence of God was upon this nation. And if we want God back in America, let's usher in the power of God. And then that way, we won't just be reading about David dancing before the Lord. You'll be dancing before the Lord. I tell you right now, if you feel like dancing, just don't worry about what somebody else thinks. Glory to God. I, I, I love this part of the script. You know, I didn't get a hold of this message until yesterday morning. I had two or three other messages I was going to preach, and, I, man, I just couldn't couldn't get it. But God always shows up. But David took off his kingly robes in the presence of God. And I'm going to tell you something. In the presence of God, you want to be a servant. You want, don't want to be nothing else. You don't want to be, but, but we look and see how that David was so excited about getting the power of God back in Jerusalem that he danced before the Lord with all of his might. 
because there was somebody there that didn't like it too well. <laughs> you know what? I, I've seen people do some pretty... I'm going to come down here if it's okay. Uh, you know, I've seen people do some pretty strange things in the power of God, under the power. I've seen people walk the back of pews. Hallelujah. I've seen people dance until they couldn't dance no more. Hallelujah. I've seen them in the churches of, and people people are getting healed. See, that's, that, that, that's where people get healed. That is when we got the power in it. Bringing back the power of God. God don't want us to be this social church. It's sad when we get to be a social church. It's very sad. But when David danced before the Lord, Michael, his wife, he, she said, oh, you looked really good. I, I'm paraphrasing this. You looked really good and trying to show off in front of all them other women. <laughs> Didn't you look so good out there? She was, poking, she, she was shaming him. I'll tell you what, I ain't ashamed of nothing God's ever done for me. God's run me. God's knocked me on the floor. He's done a lot of other things before. And I've seen some of it happen to you. But it's real. You see, God uses the foolish things. Our great scholars, they, they think they're so smart. They ain't smart as God. The Bible says that he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. He said he even used the foolishness of preaching. Did you know preaching was foolishness according to what the way the world looks at it? They see some bald-headed man preaching, you know, sweating, spitting on everybody on the first three rows, and they think that's foolish, but God is blessed when somebody will stand up and preach the Word. And stand and preach and preach and dance before the Lord and not be ashamed no matter what anybody says. I'm not, hey. I've seen Connie there fall out in the prayer before. I've seen Danny back there fall out in the prayer before. Maybe some of the rest of you. But it's nothing to be laughed at. We, we do, we do, we thank God for it. We'll smile and even laugh about it a little bit, but it's because we're joyful for them. <laughs> I will never be ashamed of what God will do. Because when we don't do it the way God wants us to, we could actually bring a curse upon the house. See, Michael brought a curse, his wife, brought a curse upon herself because she was poking fun. And not really so much poking fun, but she was just really ashamed. You, you ought to be ashamed of yourself to act like that. I know, I know other church people that would say, I'll be ashamed to act like them Church of God people. <laughs> like them Pentecostals. But I'll tell you what, when you're in chains and you're in a dungeon and you begin to praise God... Because you got the power and you brought it in the right way. You didn't bring it in on a cart. But I'm here to tell you today that everybody else, they won't be laughing at you. 
They'll be saying, how in the world does that happen? He acts so stupid. I feel like sometimes that I've done some silly things, but you know God was in it. God was in it. There's one scripture in the Bible, I think it's in Mark chapter 5, somewhere along in there, that Jesus spit in a man's eyes. Now, one time he, he made a spittle out of the mud, out of the dirt. But this time, the Bible says that, they, that he spit. I ain't going to spit in nobody's eye on purpose. It'll be, yeah, if he told me to, yeah, that's right. Yeah, if he told me to, but I hope he's told the other person that God said he'd to spit on you. Oh, my. We got such a good God. Folks, all we got to do is be obedient. We'll bring the power of God back. Don't try to just roll it in here. And I know, but God's been moving in this house. I've been hearing great things. He's moving in West Logan and Mill Creek. And, and they, I, I believe God is giving us maybe a last revival or awakening. Well, what we really need is an awakening. Yeah, like Azusa Street, you know, in 1886 when the, the Christian Union, you know, it was called, the Church of God used to be the Christian Union. They, 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 they read the scripture and they, said, they read Acts chapter 2 and verse 4 and they said, you know, there's more to this here than just, uh, you know, preaching and praying. God wants us to have power. And it was a Methodist and a Baptist that come together. You see, God wants the Baptist, the Church of Christ, the Catholics. Everybody, he wants every house to be a house with the power and the presence of God in it. Glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. But David, I want to bring this part out and then I'll, I'll try to land this plane. Hard to land a 747 on a short field, ain't it? Uh David, he just kind of ignored his wife, I guess. But you know what he was thinking the whole time, I believe? I wasn't dancing for you, Michael. I wasn't dancing for the people. I wasn't dancing because I'm the king. But I was dancing because God showed up. The power of God showed up. He said, I didn't do it for you. And if I start dancing right now, I'm not doing it for you. I doubt whether I'm going to dance. I might do something else. Hallelujah. But God, folks, God more than anything, even more than you, wants us to be so powerful that we would just speak the word. We just speak the word of God, and it was it w- it would happen. We got to learn to speak the word, not our word, but God's word. Anybody ready for the power? Anybody ready for more God than we ever had in our lives? 
Hey, I'm going to tell you, I've never arrived to the place where I got enough God. Like our Brother Sippel used to say, we're, leak, we're leaky vessels, and we leak. And so, uh, therefore, we have to get refilled and refilled. And anybody ready for a refilling today of the power of the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Stand to your feet today with me, will you? Have the praise team come. Glory to God. Everybody told me not to get in no hurry. I'm not in no hurry. They told me just to preach. And I, well, that's what I've done, I hope. I don't, I don't want to hurry things up, especially around this part. Maybe some of you here today, you don't even know what I'm talking about. You may be lost without Jesus. I don't know. But if you, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I, I want you to come to this altar of prayer today and, and give your life to the Lord. And if you want more of the power of God in your life today, and this here shouldn't make everybody come to the front. Amen. Anybody want more power? I, I preached a message one time about the Ark of the Covenant. And every time that I said the Ark of the Covenant, the people of the, in the congregation, I had them to say the power of God. And I'd say, and the Ark of the Covenant. And then they'd say, the power of God. You know, when, whenever, whenever the Israelites and David went out to fight, they carried that Ark with them. It was the presence of God. And they never lost battles because of it. And I'll tell you right now, if you will lean on God, you will never lose a battle. Because the battle's not yours, but it's God's. It's God's battle. He said, stand still <laughs> and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Glory to God. So I'll tell you right now, Everybody in the house that wants to come up here, I'm not going to force I want you to come up here if you want more of the power of God. We're going to pray together. Anybody? Anybody? Come on. Come on. Let's don't get in no hurry now. I'm going to lay hands on some of you. And that don't mean, you know, anything because I laid hands on you. But it'll mean something because God is doing something, brother. I believe you love the Lord with all your heart, brother. Oh, hallelujah. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.